Hello and welcome to part three of our MCU cap, where we take you through the Marvel Cinematic Universe from beginning to the bitter end, apparently. And today we're going to be talking about everything that happened in phase three, as far as the gentleman can remember. And we're going to be doing a bit of speculation about Infinity War, which you're very excited about, Kieran. The brummy bastard is back again. Hello, how are we all doing? To argue with Cameron, naturally. Yes, the London loser has returned. The London loser is back again because consistency. Yeah, back again with the white vans. Again, we're joined by David Beckham. (laughs) At the start of the day this time. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Um, Tyler is back. Jesus, his fucking balls dropped. Yeah. <laughs> a lot has changed since Dave Beckham kicked balls. So, gentlemen, the MCU, up till now, it's been a bit of a road. And we discussed from Iron Man 1 up until Ant-Man last time. Now it's time to go through what I think is the... I wouldn't say the peak. It's it's when that road then transferred into a four-lane motorway. Yeah. It, yeah. Phase three was was good. It, it was... I, I think, personally, it was very good. Yeah. Uh, it had some of the best films in it in the lead-up to the Infinity War. You know, you had Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you had Thor Ragnarok, you had all of those things. And, yeah. Let's just, let's just crack right on with it. I think everybody who's been listening knows the routine by now. So, Kieran, what is our first film of Phase 3? First film of Phase 3 is Captain America Civil War, ranking 7.8 on IMDb. Okay, I liked Civil War. I also liked Civil War. But liked didn't mean that I thought it was amazing. Don't get me wrong, we saw Homecoming Spider-Man for the first time, saw Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and to me... I think that was what led the hype for this film. People wanted to see how Tom Holland played Spider-Man. That's where all that hype came from. And, yeah. I think that's what kind of let it down a bit. He's in it for what? Yeah, well, remember all the hype. I mean, remember all the hype, you know, around Fox, no, Sony actually considering giving Marvel Spider-Man back. Everybody went fucking mental. I have never seen grown men go that mental over a child <laughs> without getting to jail. Like, I could not deal with it. And I was like, right, okay, this will be good. It's good to say um, Spider-Man's been recast. They've actually, they're going the actual route with it, you know, actually yeah. having a younger actor of Peter Parker's rough age to, to portray that character. And out of all the people that were, were sort of looked at it for it, a lot of people really, really wanted... People like you know Logan Lerman, and um, oh, who's that? Who's that cunt for uh, Teen Wolf? That Dylan O'Brien. The one in Maze Runner. Yeah, the one in Maze Runner. Everybody know. wanted him, and I was just like, to be honest, I didn't know Tom Holland was in the running for it. Yeah. And I was just like, not the, the these guys surely can't be my options, really. Just something about it didn't ring true. But Tom Holland did, you know. If like, if Tom Holland wasn't cast, who would you have liked to have been cast? Spider-Man. Um, <clears throat> Tobey Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> because you will not see a better scene in film history than when he turns into a, an absolute asshole in Spider-Man 3. That is yes. the best. You mean when he walks down film. the street the acting walk. like a sex pest? Yes. And, a, and like... Prop- no, no, no. The dance in the club. <laughs> he was, was, he, was he was serving goth <laughs> realness. Like, and 
And he he was he was angst personified. <laughs> he was the Sandman. Without meaning, to get, without meaning to sound too deep, do you think that not just connoted the fact that be like if someone who is actually goth or emo, that's an alien concept. Like the fact that this suit infected him shouldn't have turned him into what it did. Yeah, that was one of the bad things. But do you know one of those things that it's so bad it's good. Yeah, like <laughs> like the costume of Green Goblin in Spider Man One. Yeah, yeah, like th- th- that. I mean, even though that was like you told me this, it was supposed to be a lot darker. Yeah, it was fucking out. It was yes. supposed to look like a proper, actual, life like yeah. goblin. I was like, nah, family, that's not for me. Yeah. I looked at the picture. <laughs> that's it not is the one. Terrifying. Well, the original script as well. It was rated as a mature film in the original original. Script. It was basically supposed to give you nightmares, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why Gwyneth Paltrow was almost cast. It was goblin. like, have you have you guys ever seen? <laughs> Oh my god. Every Kieran. single episode you bring Gwyneth Paltrow into this. What is your beef? I'll stop, I'll stop bringing Gwyneth Paltrow into this when MCU stops bringing her into their movies. <laughs> like, but what is, your, what is your issue with her? She's irrelevant. <laughs> wow. That is horrible. Anyway, back to Civil War and things that are arguably irrelevant. Um, Don Cheadle. Rhodey's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just implied that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you need to be more on the nose. Fact. <laughs> or on my knees. <laughs> like Don Cheadle. Or just lying on your back, moaning like, Tony, help. I can't <laughs> feel my legs. Tony, do you have an Allen key? <laughs> I'm hearing this in all different ways. This is this is this <laughs> is um, disgusting. Stop it. Yeah. Um, Civil War, um, basically, in the wake of Age of Ultron, Captain America's little group of super friends, the Scarlet Witch, Black Widow. You can't use super friends at the time. It's already used. <laughs> uh, they right, go well, about. We're not fucking copyrighted, okay? <laughs> they go about um, doing. Secret agent spy shit and taking down bad guys as you would expect. But one day they decide to go a bit far, and Scarlet Witch accidentally destroys an entire apartment block within. Yeah, because that's outside. funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny when you put it into context, right? Because Scarlet Witch done that one thing by accident, right? Yeah. In Age of Ultron, Tony made a machine that leveled a whole fucking city. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently nothing had been done up until this point. The Sokovia Accords come in after this. But it's, Civil War implies that it's when Scarlet Witch blows up that apartment block, by accident, I might add, yeah. that that's what kickstarts The thing off. is, that was the only option she had as well. Remember, they were surrounded by, like, they were in the middle of a big marketplace. So, and she couldn't, like, throw him anywhere else apart from up. So that's what she had to do. Can I just would... say the, the funniest thing in Civil War, of course, is crossbones like bitch slapping cap yeah like he flew he fucking <laughs> he, flew like he, yeah. he took more flight in that film than fucking falcon i think i think the only <laughs> one hit that is better than that for all of mcu is in uh captain america the winter soldier you know when he drops on the ship and he just boots that one guy oh, off the yes. side of the ship amazing <laughs> See, i would that agree but i do think thing. if we're talking all-time favorite punch it would be hulk to loki or <laughs> was that a punch? It was a punch. You mean the you you mean puny god? 
Yeah, I know, but like, I think the best punch is like in the first Avengers when he punches Thor, like, yeah, just in square in the face, yeah, <laughs> like, just next to him, yeah, just because he could, like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I'll give you that, <laughs> give us that. <laughs> but yeah, Civil War set up to be like its uh, comic book predecessor and to put our favorite heroes against each other. And Hawkeye. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> For God's sake, we'll come to Hawkeye, right? Do we have to? <laughs> well, we were, well. Without Hawkeye, Captain America would never have got as far as he did. Hawkeye's the spirit of the team. Yeah. Hawkeye's Hawkeye the convinced Scarlet Witch to betray Vision and go with Cap. I truly think the villain in, in all of the MCU films secretly hidden on the side is Scarlet Witch. I don't think so. Like This is the thing. In the comics, she's very much deemed like that character who just fucks everything up. Yeah. But, but that's she's also trying her she's best Magneto's to be daughter the, the best kind of hero she can be. And I mean, the most tragic story with Scarlet Witch was the No More Mutants arc, when she basically said No More Mutants, and then mutants ceased to exist. That is how powerful she is. Bottom line is, like, yeah. bottom line is I don't like Scarlet Witch, but... but She's better than uh, Hawkeye. I was about to say she's better than Jubilee. Oh yes, yes. So I agree. it could be a lot worse. I think but anybody would agree. Literally, everyone's better than Jubilee, though. Like I'm going to kill your whole city. Have a firework. Like it well, doesn't... as we found it in the recent episode of Lucifer, <laughs> fireworks are dangerous. Um, but yeah, Civil War put um, Team Stark and Team Cap against each other. Out of curiosity, without sitting on the fence, what team was everyone? I was, I, I was Team Stark. Hey. I agreed with Tony. I'm like, you people need to be regulated. But to be fair, like in the comic book, it's done much better. Yeah. Like in the in, film, in, in, it made the, out that yeah. you would take off your masks, you would be known to the people, and that was it. Yeah. You had to do yeah. it. It was your obligation to do it. If you didn't, you were a criminal. That's what happens in the comic book. But in the comic book. Shield actually put incentive in place, mm-hmm. like, and the incentive was you would get fully paid. You would be fully paid. You wouldn't have to do anything else. You'd be paid handsomely to basically be a hero. And but the only the only stipulation is is you have to reveal your true identity. Yeah. And yeah. to be fair, if you disagreed with anything Nick Fury had told you to do, you would just kick his cunt in, wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> I mean, let me be honest. In the in the films, I was Team Cap. I was Team Cap in the films. If we're talking about the comics I was Team Stark and th- mm. th- see this is the thing in the comics I was Team Cat but in the film I was Team Stark see this is this is why the comic and the thing and the film are so different because Team Stark in the film literally Stark feels guilty so Stark wants to you know be absolved of this so why does says, Stark feel guilty though that's the way I've never understood he's never done anything wrong no, but, it was like, no, but in, well, Soko- no, but in a, Sokovia, that woman's son died, and that's what hit him. He knew people died, but someone yeah. actually condemns him for it. Not, yeah. Not for his fault, though. Yeah, but it is his fault. He made Ultron. Yeah. It is his fault. Okay, Even yeah. if Ultron I, was no, made by that. accident. Yeah. Like, I'll give the, you that. The way they've done it, you can at least... No, at the no very actually, least. no, I don't give you that. I don't. Give, if I throw my phone at James's head, does that mean the CEO of HTC needs to feel guilty? No. Well, it's not the same thing. It's like, it's like if Siri, uh, if Siri was used to launch a nuke, is Apple is Apple guilty? Apple yes. wouldn't give a shit about anything. I can't like my biggest problem there <laughs> is that you have a HTC. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah. But 
and and truthfully, like, in the comic book, Cap stood up for the right for people to be anonymous. Yeah, yeah. That was the big big thing, and because the argument that Cap made in the comics was, villains will go after their families. Exactly. Villains yeah. will kill their families because yeah. they can, and mm-hmm. he can't. And like, and particularly in the case of Peter Parker, he can't always be there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that, Can I that's Cap believed like, in the model of people's safety. We should move on. We're, we're like considering how long we've been stuck on Civil War. Yeah. In future, do that. <laughs> Don't say it on the thing. Well, why? I mean, we gotta move on. Yeah. Just because you want to get to Guardians too. That is the yeah. Like, <laughs> I, want, I can't lie. I can't lie. I want to get to Guardians too. Yeah, exactly. So wait at it. We'll get there. Fine. Civil War is just such a big topic to talk about because you can reference it to the source material. Yeah. All the other films. It, it was don't... just the fact that you said we get to Hawkeye. I wanted to skip over it. I <laughs> just want to skim over <laughs> Hawkeye. No, but ultimately, I don't think Civil War was as up to scratch as the comic book yeah. was. To be fair. Well, no, but I mean, with something like when you consider how many arcs the comic had in terms of Civil War. There's no way they could have put in enough filler to do that. But again, at the same time, I think it was Mark Miller who said, um, Mark Miller who wrote Civil War, had said, what were they actually fighting about in the film? Tell me what they were actually fighting about in the film. There is no solid reason. And the film subtly does try and say to you that, by the way, even though it's a Captain America film, Tony Stark is right. The heroes should be regulated. They should be. Because look at all the damage they caused in Avengers, which wasn't their fault, to be fair. But, you know. Mm-hmm. And exactly Vision's whole speech, our presence presents challenge. People will always come to challenge us. It's very much like the whole Batman thing. Yeah. The villains, well, unless you watch Gotham. <laughs> uh, but the villains didn't appear in the Batman comics until, until Batman, Batman appeared. Did. It's yeah. one of those things. Yeah. That's but, always the way, yeah. though, isn't it? But anyway, if you want to move Don't on. Uh, we, we did really think of Civil War. I thought it was alright. I think obviously Winter Soldier was better Winter Soldier was far better I do yeah. think as in a okay if we're looking at it as a Captain America film Winter Soldier was better if we're looking at it as an Avengers film which some people do because it is more of an Avengers film than a, than a Cap film then I'd say it's probably peaked for the Avengers film so far. I'd actually have to disagree with you about. Of course it's you more would. Carry on. Explain why. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'd actually have to disagree about it's more of an Avengers film than the Captain America. I film said some people would say that. I personally well, I'd, don't. I'd have to disagree with them <laughs> because uh, all of the narrative beats of the film revolve around Captain America. Because of his decisions, that's the whole reason of the film happening. Tyler, what do you think of Civil War? I liked it. Well, <laughs> I liked it as much as I like every other MCU film. But mm-hmm. for its potential, I think there's very few people that would say it met its potential. And it was... I'll give it a good. It gets a good. It gets a good. Yeah. I would give that a good. All right, out of 10, everyone. 7.7. 7. 7. See, I'd give it 7.5, yeah. 6.9. Oh, Ooh, harsh, Kieran, harsh. <laughs> but yes, uh, our next film... In phase three, Doctor Strange, which actually surprisingly oh, has, a, it has it has boy. a it has a lower rank. It has a lower rank. Than I Civil well, like War. literally, literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's such a great film. Okay, seven point five. Start that again. Doctor Strange. So next is Doctor Strange, uh, seven point five on IMDb. So it's actually lower than Civil War, which is incredible. 
I think Doctor Strange was actually. I think Doctor Strange is genuinely one of Marvel's best films. It was a lot yeah. better than I expected. It was yeah, like the Guardians of the Galaxy film. I really think it was lower because it was such a new concept, like the Guardians of the Galaxy film. Mm, yeah, like he wasn't really as popular as the Avengers were, even in the comics. I think what a lot of people's issue were was was that Stephen Strange wasn't Doctor Strange by the point that we knew him. Like yeah. he wasn't the comedic. A funny, eccentric support character that we know him to be in the comics. Yeah, he was very much just an asshole through the whole film. But that is his arc. Yeah, that, that yeah, is how he no, became the comedic what we need character. To think, though, is Benadryl Cumberbund has never been <laughs> that kind of character. He's never going to be truly hilarious. He's always dry British humour. That's what he no, is. No, he was quite hilarious in Thor Ragnarok. But, we'll but I do tell that. you though, but there the, was the scene in uh, Doctor Strange which I loved when he astral projects himself out of his own body when he's dying and he yeah. gets his, his ex-girlfriend. He says, by the way, I am here. I'm not dead. Like... <laughs> You, you need to do this and this to, to help me. And he's fighting a spirit in the background just because he can. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is totally Doctor Strange. I do think the backstory is well done. Yeah. You don't see in an MCU film often the backstory being elaborated as well. Yeah. But that explained yeah. it all. Doctor 100%. Strange is a pure adaption of an origin story. The thing is, Doctor Strange's With- origin story, it has been set in stone for ages, for like decades. He's actually one it of the... It has always o- been exactly the same. Yeah, he's one of the very few characters whose backstory hasn't really been Yeah, he's a lot like Spider-Man in that way. You know how Spider-Man's backstory has been done over and over and over again. I can imagine the same problem happening with Doctor Strange if they uh, decide to reboot it in the future. I imagine he wouldn't be as upset about it if it didn't start fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think every single Spider-Man is just a different timeline where the same shit happens? Yes. Probably. The only thing I, I, I must say, there was two things I didn't like about Doctor Strange, and that probably explains why but it was cup wasn't as No. <laughs> Brenda Dirt Cabbage Crunch. <laughs> no. Cumberland sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I had to join in. It was too silent. Yeah. You oh. shouldn't talk about his fingers that way, man. For God's sake. Come on, carry on, carry on, James. <laughs> no, that whole scene where his fingers go. No, crushed, no, no, that, James, carry on, carry on. Uh, I don't really know. Fuck your cunty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it really. Um... <laughs> Collect yourself, James. You can do this. <laughs> I just don't really know where to go with uh, Benedict coming my bum. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just a. I think you mean uh, Panda Snatch Cumberbund. <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough. Okay, we've had a, we've had fun with one Cumberbund's more, one name. more, um, one more. Oh, go on then. Bendy Noodle Cumberbunds. Stop yourself! <laughs> like stop yourself. Well, that I'm was good. bad. You could have left it, and it would have been fine. Oh, Kieran. <laughs> but ultimately, I think we really made... cucumber man. <laughs> stop! Stop it! We, you were the one telling us that we needed to move on. Like, this is this the up. reason why I wanted to get to this. <laughs> so you don't really care how long the podcast goes on for. You just want to add sh- the, this, this random shit. I could it. do this for hours. Well, don't do that. In your actually, own no, I can't. I've got to, I've got to get, uh, head off in an hour. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you for that knowledge. <laughs> I'm sure that the listener and the viewer would love to, to hear, hear that, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. but yes um, I think the two things that made Doctor Strange not work was the shit excuse of Ma- the shit use of Mads Mikkelsen now I love Mads Mikkelsen as an actor Mads Mikkelsen should have been Dormammu like he's yeah. that level of actor not a lackey to Dormammu do you know what I mean I-, I think that that's one of the things that really really bothered me about it because he 
he, he was an okay villain. Yeah. But yeah. you just kind of knew that that was kind of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how he beats Don Mamu is... Everybody really doesn't like the ending for Doctor Strange because of how... I, he, how he, I thought it was really clever. How he beats Don Mamu, everybody thought was a massive cop-out. But yeah. what everybody wasn't really recognising was that is such a Doctor Strange thing to do to a villain. And let's and, not forget the sacrifice that would have had to have been made to do that. Like, in his time, if, in his timeline and from him, his perspective, that would have been years. Yeah, but the thing is... is when he when time rewinds, he knows exactly what's happening. He feels that pain every single time, and he literally says he would do it forever. I think that that ending scene was more to showcase that 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 was true progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went from being selfless to I will die forever for eternity in mm-hmm. this time loop. I will remember it. I will feel it. But it's worth it. I think honestly, it it was a really like. It was such a thing that the character would do. I think everybody wanted the big battle scene. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> how, how he beat Don Mamu, how he mm-hmm. tricked Don Mamu yeah. effectively, mm-hmm. was absolutely Doctor Strange all over the bat. And I completely praise that. Because I love you, yeah. when you read the books and stuff, Doctor Strange is an annoying cunt. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he is an annoying bastard. And he would do that. Like he would literally throw one of his arch enemy into a time loop, say, You can kill me all you want, but you'll get sick of it. <laughs> and yeah. Don yeah. Mammy would just crumble. There's someone else on this table that I can imagine being like, uh, like that, to be honest. Yeah, Tyler. Nope, oh. I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking of Tyler. Oof. Me? I reckon you'd do something like that. What, like, I'd. I'd, I'd, I'd have myself killed multiple no, times. I think, I think just he'd, to piss him off. No, I think he'd block I think it. I think I would do that to spite somebody, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd just say, ah, oh, yeah, well, you know what, you're kind of fucked. I am Doctor Strange confirmed. <laughs> Finally, a character with no dad issues <laughs> that we know you're, of. You're, you're Doctor Strange before you got a PhD. Just strange. Just just mental. Oh, just Mr. Strange. Mr. Strange. That's a, that's a whole do, different do, do, film. Do. <laughs> yeah, alright. Uh, can we also, like, discuss... That people who call the ending of Doctor Strange a cop-out, what do they think of the Guardians of the Galaxy ending? Because essentially, I think that they were cop-outs in the same way where they're good cop-outs. They show how the but character see, that's would that's the thing. React. I think a lot of people expected... Doctor Strange was a very, very different Marvel film. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I think people need to learn. MCU films will always cop-out. Same as any film will always cop out. But Some films thing, need to. I don't to. think it did cop out. I don't think it did. I think it done something different. And as I yeah. said, like, I mean, Do- Doctor Strange went through a lot of shit, right? Because, you know, the whole thing we told us Swinton being cast as the ancient one, uh, everybody was calling whitewashing, it was wrong, it wasn't right. Yeah. But how they'd done the ancient one in it, I felt was right and it was accurate in its own right. Yeah. You yeah. know, she wasn't an angel. Do you know what I mean? And I liked mm-hmm. that because you had Mordo who felt genuinely betrayed by it mm-hmm. and lost his faith in the Ancient One. And you had Strange who was who, who found power in that. Yeah. You know, because he challenged things. He found a sense of life in that film. And I think when we see him again, like you see, you see him in Thor Ragnarok, he's fucking mint. Like yeah. The man is a genius. <laughs> Can we also appreciate the, the, the direction of the scene of the car crash? Because honestly, yeah, you I, see I, his knuckles. Like, yeah, because I knew crumble, that his hands like. were gonna get crushed because I've read the comics and I and I've seen the animated film that came out in like two thousand five. Uh, but in both of them, you only see that a crash happened and you see him wake up 
with his hands bandaged. And I was wondering, how are they going to do the whole hand-crushing scene? What are they? How are they going to do it? And I think the way they've done it is the perfect way. There is no better way. Because it really, it really got to me when I saw it, because it was so explicit that it happened. But it didn't actually show any blood or violence. Yeah, Doctor Strange was it also managed to keep them at uh, like a, a twelve rating, so that's pretty handy. Yeah, <laughs> I think Doctor Strange. I'll, I'll be honest. I think Doctor Strange is Marvel's most accurately adapted film. I'd agree. Yeah, definitely. And maybe that's why some people don't necessarily love it. Mm-hmm. But I really love it. I think it's. I could watch that film again and again. The, yeah, the whole, yeah. you know, the whole Inception vibe and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, man, I'm tripping balls. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching, but it was so <laughs> good. I just want to bring up the fact that absolutely not one person is credited for Dormammu. No, because yeah, he was complete, yeah, completely CG. You, <laughs> yeah, but usually they've got someone under the voice. Yeah, not even, not even just the voice. Even if it's just the person wearing the. The green screen suit, for God's sake! Like they they usually got that credited. Yeah, usually. But, but no, nothing. Maybe it's because it is Thanos. So are we <laughs> moving on or no? Uh, yeah. Overall, Doctor Strange. I, I would. I, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. One yeah, of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. yeah. One of my absolute favorites. Yeah. I'd say it's in my top five. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's in my top five too. Actually, mm-hmm. I think I would. Uh, yeah. I'll always praise Marvel for trying to do something a bit different. Oh, favourite character in Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. The cape. Guys, no. guys, uh, come Doctor, on. No, Doctor Strange. You have to realise the cape is the best character. I don't have to do anything. Doctor Strange. It is the Can cape. I treat the cape and Doctor Strange as the same character? It is the same but character. But different entities. The cape wouldn't be activated. The cape makes Doctor Strange. The cape was activated because of the presence of Doctor Strange. If Doctor Strange wasn't there, the cape wouldn't have been activated. No, the cape, no, no, the cape was always Therefore, activated. Therefore, your favourite character just... needs to be Doctor Strange because he's what activated the cape. It wasn't no, the Strange cape was always activated. Yeah. Anyway, next up, next up, we've got Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy okay. Volume 2. Another one in my top 5. 7.7, this one. Right, I'm going to I'm gonna call it now. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is better than the first one. Yes. You can fight me over it if you want. Yeah. I have had so many people go to see... When Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out, I like to look at people on Twitter's reviews and what they think of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said, oh, it's just not as good as the first one. Bullshit. I, yeah. I, I, got, like, I love the first one. Yeah. But there, you cannot deny me that there are so many times in the first one where you just get bored of watching yeah, there scenes are scenes going for too long. The that, scene doesn't, that doesn't like, happen in this at all. And yeah, it's like say, they perfected their craft in this one, it was, or at it least was, improved it. Not that the first one wasn't gorgeous. Right? Yeah, See, you it know, was great. You know when they're on Xandar when they all first meet. Mm-hmm. Xandar is just like a big open planet. It, it didn't really look like much to look at until the final scene. No. Whereas in this, they literally made a planet a character. They made a planet a character. <laughs> uh, they, you, you know, just the whole thing, like, mm-hmm. j- just everything about Guardians 2 far surpasses the first one. And I've always said this, a good sequel ups the stakes. Yeah. It, well, yeah, but I was saying this to Cameron the other day, and he still doesn't believe me. James Gunn fully confirmed that Baby Groot in this film is not the same Groot. It's literally Groot's child. But this is the Groot thing. This isn't, died. This, is, this isn't new news. James Gunn said this literally after the first Guardians. People didn't believe it, though. Yeah, but when the director tells you that... You believe it. You, you should believe it. And I, and I always kind of thought that anyway, because... Yeah, yeah well, how it doesn't make sense, really, does it, otherwise? Like, how... 
he blows up and there's a little bit of him left. Like, he's not fucking Deadpool, do you know what I mean? No, it's like, it's a seed. Yeah, but then seed is literally metaphorical for your child. Y- y- yeah. So, no, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing it, with you. I'm saying it's a plant. Like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying, why would people believe that maybe it was the same yeah, yeah. character? And Baby Groot is completely... Like, Baby Groot and Teenager Groot are completely different from Groot Groot. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, the original. And I always said this. I was always like, why bring Groot back? Because it just takes away from that beautiful emotional ending of the first one. That, mm-hmm. that broke my heart. It really, really did that scene. Yeah. It was one we of those really, It was one of those really emotional scenes. And to bring Groot back as the original Groot would just take away from that. So it makes sense that it would be like his offspring, effectively. Can I point out, um I literally wrote this down planning to bring this up. Groot can talk. And in the comics now he's currently talking. But I found out why Groot doesn't talk. Why? No, well and and you tell me what you're going to tell me, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. Groot is a hundred percent like Groot knows the English language. He can talk if he wants. Okay, let's say not baby Groot per se. Let's say we're going back to original Groot in Vol One. He can talk. He knows words. He can't because he's made of wood and his larynx is hardened. When at the end of Vol Volume One, he forms, he rechanges, and he wraps around everyone. He softens his wood to do that, which means he softens his larynx, which means he's able to say, we are Groot. He <laughs> softens his wood. I knew what you were laughing at. <laughs> you fucking child. Good one. Like, so that's why he's able to say, we are Groot, because he softens the wood in his body. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Uh, and I, I love that. I, I absolutely love right. that. My mate Kevin, huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan, right, reads all the comics, and he literally said, Groot, when he says, I am Groot, he could be saying a complete sentence. There's actually one scene in the trial of Jean Grey where Jean Grey reads Groot's mind, and Groot's just sat there like, yeah, "What are yeah, these humans? Saw, what are these I've, humans no, I've got doing?" That, I've got like, that on my phone. He literally judges everyone. Yeah, and <laughs> and then he says at the end, like, so he says something like, "What was it?" He literally says, "You." Let me have a look. I still think the C uh, was it CGI was supposedly not much CGI on um what's his name. When they made him look younger, uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, apparently that was like ninety percent makeup. Yeah, Jean Grey, you are everything that I love about the human race. Sometimes I dream, and when I dream, I dream of living on Earth, embracing all of the culture and beauty that you humans radiate. As if each inside each one of you is a little sun beaming with eternal life and energy. To just walk among you and feel the glory of your spirit as it cascades from one to another would be my greatest honor. Instead, I have sworn to help protect you in any way I can. For if I could live the rest of my days knowing that I have made your earth just a little safer and your lives just a little happier, I know I have lived a life worth living, except Latverians, I don't really like them. And then that's in a speech bubble. And then right next to it is just a speech bubble, uh, like an actual speech bubble, not thought bubble, that says I am Groot. Yeah, right I mean, that's there. the thing. Groot has always been the most intelligent character of yeah. the Guardians. It's just a lot of people can like, take what he says as like comedy, really. It's it? powerful, yeah. though. It really and, um, is. I think that was one of the things that really came across because, like, as I say, like Vin Diesel's performances, Groot. Everybody was like, "Why cast Vin Diesel? Anybody could play that role?" Because Vin Diesel put emotion into everything Groot did. Yeah, he said that he it, will talk. I guarantee. Groot has emotion, and while not everyone can understand him, he has emotion. Have you seen the clips of Vin Diesel filming Groot's voice? Of course, I have. It's incredible. Like you can see the emotion in his face as he's just saying three words. Like that shows 
the depth of the character. Yeah, and I think yeah. that that's one of those interesting things. But you know, group talk is now over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about like the actual film. So, Guardians of the Galaxy two, mm-hmm. much bigger, Fabulous. much grander, yep. saddest plot twist. It, it was a plot twist. A there there was there coming. was a plot twist. I wouldn't say it was the saddest. It was like the, the. It's because it was like basically the only plot twist in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you. I, <laughs> so spoiler territory if you haven't gathered by now but we've spoiled we've spoiled yeah, 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 everything yeah we've spoiled everything <laughs> but yes um ultimately um we find out that eagle killed peter quill's mother yeah because he did he loved us so much he couldn't go back to earth or his plan would fall to shit that's pretty selfish <laughs> like, yeah no but it was the way the line was delivered it's because it was so casually and off hand that i didn't notice it at first and i was like wait Wait, is that what he just said? That's even what uh, Peter Quill himself said. It's like if I needed the toilet now, I got up, slit all your throats because I couldn't continue the podcast. Like that's how pathetic that is. It, well, yeah, it, no like his thought... reasoning is pathetic, but there's I'm no talking logic. about the the delivery of the line itself in the movie. It was really emotional seeing Peter's reaction. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt the reaction snapped actor. him out of the hypnotism. Yeah, like it was enough to make him go. Go fuck yourself, Dad. Yeah, like <laughs> that's why Chris Pratt was an amazing. Another daddy choice. issues character, oh James. God, it's camera. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yes. Indeed. Um, I heard exactly what you said. I'm not going to acknowledge it. Just cause. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. See, at least I. I'm kidding. I didn't hear you with it. Just I said that's why Chris Pratt was an amazing casting choice. Yeah, Chris. Pratt was an amazing yeah, casting choice. Yeah, he can act that. But as I say, I th- I th- those I think, two roles. I think the overall film um, really made. You, you know, I had a lot of feel feeling for Nebula in this yeah. film because we, even though she was still angry, mm-hmm. she was a guardian. Yeah. yeah, she wants to kill Thanos. Why is no one helping her? Like, <laughs> like she's like, I want to kill Thanos for everything that, and it was good to see her and Gamora reconcile a bit. Yeah, you know, and. I well, think soon she will find help to kill Thanos. Yeah, and I think that definitely yeah, the whole MCU. Yeah, I think all the characters in Guardians were really so much better, and the inclusion of Rocket just being an asshole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that was a storyline that needed to happen because in the first <laughs> one, I just don't think he was an asshole enough. No, wait, so, who who was the bigger asshole, Rocket or Baby Groot? I will Rocket. not hear a bad fucking word about Baby Groot. Can no, I just no. say, you Baby know, Groot you know was Baby innocent. Groot. Baby, baby Groot was, was a baby. No, can I just say, though? He was such an arsehole. Can I just say, He was say, innocent. Though? He didn't know what he was the doing. The fucking pressing the button thing. Can he I just knew say, what though? he was doing. Fuck off, dude. Can I just say, though, the introduction sequence for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is fucking art. It's phenomenal. Yes. It's actually yes. phenomenal. The thing just is, Baby you Groot, can, like, yay! Any second of that introduction sequence if you took a screenshot that could be your wallpaper yes yeah that's that how, is how good yeah. it is that is the highest compliment I can give I, li- I like that yeah I like that I think it's, I, I think it's absolutely wonderful that opening scene that opening scene really set it up and James Gunn yeah. again done a fantastic job I prefer the second to the first a lot of people don't I just think a lot of people couldn't deal with the really I, I felt the story was really quite complicated I'll back yeah. you up on it it's better you know and I think the second one is bigger Hands and grander out. and does what a sequel should do and yeah. I, I, yeah. and that's just how I feel I think Guardians 2 really did up the stakes and made me care about all the characters not yeah. just some of them even Drax and Mantis 
Yeah, like that was that was funny. Can I can I pet your can I pet your pet? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he pets it, and Rocket goes, "Fucking ape shit." <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> it's like, and and I like that sort of father daughter relationship. Yeah, they, yeah, but mm. I think that, did you, okay. I'm getting deep here. So you had Drax and Mantis as a fa- as a father daughter figure. After what we said earlier about Groot, in that scene with the button, do you not think that's more of a son? son moment uh, a father son moment with Rocket and baby Groot Rocket's more of a surrogate father for baby Groot yeah right? I was I was thinking so it was you've more got, you've got that mirror image of both father daughter father son and then in the very middle of this you've got what's going on with Star Lord and Eager. well that was the thing the whole point of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was family that was the theme of it it was yeah. being a family yeah and supporting each other through everything and that was one of those things that I felt really shined in it. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I relate to that kind of thing, you know what I mean? So I think Guardians 2 just made it. I think yeah. Guardians 2 was just one of the phenomenal films, and it's when you take a film and make it better. Bless Michael Rucker's little heart as well. That, that, no, no, that, no. <laughs> oh, no. That scene, that, 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 that ending scene, broke my heart what there's no better way to end that film oh wait 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 one better way Howard oh the my fucking god dad. oh no <laughs> they could have improved it by no. adding him to the film no. James can Cameron. we can we move on to Homecoming please I'm not talking about <laughs> it let, let I think Cameron he won't have, fit Howard Cameron, the Duck into Homecoming Cameron. we need Howard the Duck in Homecoming you have one minute Cam- no he doesn't have one minute you have 30 seconds <laughs> like to sell me Howard the Duck <laughs> hold on just Howard the fucking Duck full stop there Howard you the fucking him. duck gets all the fucking pussy apparently yes he does and we all know it we saw it in the 80s we're gonna see it in a few years time <laughs> this fucking Jessica Rabbit character like, what the so fuck? From, from Howard the fucking duck who gets all the pussy now to a teenager who gets none of the pussy wait We've a minute Peter wait Parker. a minute wait a minute so what do we all rate Guardians to I had a no no you wrote no that was a good segue it was I'm going back because you never let us finish you see <laughs> Because you can't hold up on a segue. If the opportunity comes up, you use it. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. Where do you rate Guardians 2, Tyler? Number-wise, out of 10? Or just yeah, yeah. out of 10. Okay. No, we'll salad-wise, we'll out of 10. Oh, okay, well, Caesar, probably. No, we'll give it um, <laughs> We'll give it an 8.3. See, Caesar 8.3. is 15 stabs. I'd give it an 8.3. If I'm giving Duck Strange 7.7, 7, it's an 8.3. Really? Did no one get that? I wasn't listening, I'll be honest with you. I got it. I just thought it was shit. So, um, Someone else wrote it, Cameron. Right. I personally think that... Um, it's my... Guardians... I, I could watch Guardians forever. Uh, <laughs> Guardians <laughs> Guardians 2 is just fantastic. It had more Easter eggs. It had more relevance I, to all the characters. And I, I just think about one. I, I think this is my favourite. Of all... Of all the MCU. This is Top oh. Boy. This is Mac Daddy. This is my absolute. This is my. This is my ego. <laughs> okay, this is your planet. This is my planet. Yeah. To be fair, the only thing I didn't like was Ego's master plan. Yeah. Ego's master plan was a bit strange. But yeah, but that's. But that's a problem with ego, not the film itself. Yeah, ego, yeah, yeah. But no, no, always no, no absolutely. But I do think that, you know, that was. Plus, not to mention the fact we saw scenes on Earth. That was cool. Yeah. Why haven't we mentioned the soundtrack? The uh, soundtrack. Because it goes unsaid. It goes unsaid. You don't need to mention it. Like, it's brilliant. Okay. The soundtrack itself, we can we can argue it is flawless. Yeah. 
I know Guardians what you're, you're going to say. I know what you want to say. Guardians. You prefer the soundtrack from from uh, Guardians One. No, I prefer it for Guardians too. Oh, okay. Brandy, you're a fine <laughs> girl. All those wonderful songs, they were just yeah. so resonating. But Guardians Inferno, the song that James Gunn's band made with David Hasselhoff, <laughs> is fucking art. It is. There is no better thing in the world. Especially when Gamora thinks his name is Zardu Hasselfrau, which I think is just fantastic. <laughs> like, Yes. I'd love to see what she thinks of Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I wouldn't, so it's not good. Oh. Yeah, overall, Guardians, it's up there. I think Guardians 2 is definitely up there. And I can't wait to see them in the Infinity War. So. No, you ruined my segue. Someone else can introduce it. Homecoming, let's go. Uh-huh. And what is it out of uh, 10 on IMDb, Cameron? Uh, I can't read the screen point. from here. Well, you're not supposed to be looking at my screen. <laughs> um, I'm guessing 8.3. I'm going to guess, uh, let's say... Don't Google it, Tyler. What? <laughs> what do you think of me, Cameron? What do you take me for? All a of a cheater. sudden, 7.5s come to 7. mind. 7.5. 7.5. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I put up IMDb when you were arguing there. So, did, so did Tyler. I, 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 and, but I was 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the more public-based stuff. Now, I'm going to level with you with Spider-Man Homecoming. I think it's a bit overrated. Right, well, that's it. This is over. <laughs> this is my See, number two. This is my this is my planet. This, this is my time, moon. This, this is my time. moon, James. <laughs> this time, I'm agreeing with Kieran. I, it's okay. Both Look, of us I, agree I, I, against. I know, I know you. I'm supposed to say thank you, but that just scares me. <laughs> I just think that Spider-Man: Homecoming is a bit overrated. And here, here it is, right. <sighs> We all have a right to an opinion. You have 30 seconds. Okay. Spider-Man Homecoming, starring Tom Holland, is about Tom Holland running about, trying to be Spider-Man, but trying to be cool while being Spider-Man. The thing that I don't get, right, is it's not a Peter Parker thing to try and prove that he's cool by showing everybody that he's Spider-Man. I don't care what version of Spider-Man you're looking at, but any version of Spider-Man in the comics would never put himself or his family at risk by showing everybody at a party that he was Spider-Man, which he was clearly going to do if he wasn't stopped. Miles Morales did that. Miles Morales did it, and look what happened. People he cared about died. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bombshell. Yeah, but you have to remember, this was this is 14-year-old Spider-Man. Yes, that's true. We've, ne- we've never really seen a Spider-Man this age on yeah. screen. I get On screen. That. In the comics, he actually is very But he's not immature. supposed to be 14. He's supposed to be about 16. 16, 17. Oh, yeah. This is a fair with Black Cat a little bit odd. No, no, no. In, in the comics, he was, he was uh, 17, 18. Still, when wasn't, she, she, wasn't she like mid-20s? No, she wasn't actually. She was in his class. In his, oh, shit. Yeah, she was... Yeah, Felicia Hardy was, was ages with him. Yeah. She was just a bit weird. She was, she was his childhood friend. What are the chances of two kids at that age becoming superheroes, for fuck's sake? No, Black no, Cat- she, she actually got kidnapped in a bar and then put into a super serum bath. And then they thought she died, so she they left her there. But she didn't. She turned into Black Cat. What Origin ne- story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. So she's technically as strong as Captain America. But guys, can we just all really <laughs> like celebrate for a second? We didn't have to see Ben die. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it goes with it saying by this point, you know. And that was one of the redeeming factors of it. The women who plays Aunt May plays her so fucking well. Yeah. I love this version of Aunt May mm. because she is not ready to put up with any of Peter's shit. <laughs> like, and Tobe, I love it. No, she the actually, Tobey Maguire Aunt May annoyed the 
fuck out of me. What? She was traditional, Aunt Yeah, Mabel. she was traditional She's... old lady, Aunt May, like from the 19... Yeah, the 90s I just cartoon. don't like old ladies. <laughs> yeah, but... You saw that in your time, not now. Yeah. To be fair, was traditional Tobey Maguire... And mate, not the best because she like belted Doc Ock over the head with her handbag. Yeah. That is just yeah. one of the most wonderful things you'll ever see in your life. Should Wasn't there also that scene where um, the Green Goblin goes like into her room while she's sleeping? Is that is that? I in the don't film? know what the fuck you were watching. <laughs> is that in the film? No, wait, no, no, no. That's an episode of no, the '90s it, cartoon. No, yeah. it, it does no, kidnap no. her. Yeah, like, it does kidnap her. Yeah, I'm sure that. Happened. Yeah, but anyway, but it was really weird. <laughs> but anyway, back to homecoming. I, I like Homecoming. Yeah. I just find Homecoming a bit annoying. If it wasn't for Michael Keaton as the vulture, I would not have liked it. Right, okay. All right, what did you think of the plot twist of the vulture being... Fantastic. It was an an absolute spin on that whole, like, not another teen movie kind of thing where it's like teenagers (laughs) getting into awkward situations. That was wonderful. But at the same time as well... I enjoyed the fact that Michael Keaton said, I know who you are, and you know who I am. I'm going to give you an option. Never, ever, ever become Spider-Man again, or I will kill you. I will kill your family to protect my own. That is villain. Yeah. And But... That's Vulture called, was that's a, called being a dick. Vulture was... But he's a relatable villain. Yeah. He's a relatable dick. From the very beginning, he had his whole company taken away from him, basically. Mm-hmm. By yeah. Shield, um, yeah, basically. Yeah, why lo- doesn't he just go after Shield instead? Like, why all the effort he's putting into Spider-Man, he could take into attacking the Shield helicopter. No, Shield's already Shield's gone. Shield's already gone. Yeah, don't you remember? When Captain all those America. people left, come on. No, Captain America dismantled Shield. Yeah, Shield was gone. No, yeah, but we know that there's members of Shield. Yeah, left. the agents yes, of like, Shield are different. Yeah, they're, now they're, now they're more shield. like secret. There's still members agents. of Shield alive though. Yeah, but and if now he's they're got more... that much of a jit with them, he'd go after them. Yeah, but now they're secret agents and not public agents. Yeah, he doesn't need to. Like... If he can find out exactly who Spider-Man is, and if he can find all that equipment, he found him out because he was in yeah, the car. With it's him. not difficult <laughs> to find out who he is. Okay, no, but if he managed to find all that equipment and make what he did, I'm pretty sure he can find a way to find out which S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are left. The thing is, though, if he but didn't why, find that equipment, is, S.H.I.E.L.D. wouldn't have taken the with, company. His issue wasn't with the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. It yeah. was with the people that... They, they never took his company. They took the Chitari Tech. Yeah. That's what annoyed him, because all of his people were had working no work. there. Yeah. So <laughs> what he decided to do was to keep what he already had, sell it on, make a lot of money... And mm-hmm. he was the one selling the Hydra, the the Chitari weapons to Hydra that we seen the Avengers taking down at the start of Age of Ultron. Yeah. So it shows you that period of time where he was influencing that, and I think the way that they done Vulture was fantastic. Yeah. It was flawless. You cannot tell me that if they had any other villain in that film, it would have been as good as it was. I just I don't like the fact that it isn't as true to the comics as it should be. Amazing Spider-Man. Originally, if Vulture was old, he'd touch people. He'd become young. But. Whatever happened to that? But realistically, right? Yeah. Remember realistically. He was like a life force vampire. What the fuck ever happened to well, that? Well, yeah, but remember the modern MCU is trying to be more realistic. It's, like it's trying to be May, more science based. Yeah. Aunt May was, is completely different to the yeah. original Aunt I think May. this version of Aunt May reminds me more of the uh, prequel comic book series of uh, Aunt I May. Think, I think the age sucking vulture got to Aunt May. <laughs> For God's sake. No, but in the prequel comic, 
Aunt May. It shows her from like 18 and growing up to become the Aunt May, which is the old lady. But it was a lot of people didn't like this comic book version because it showed her like basically being a huge slut. <laughs> exactly, literally quotes from an actual review somewhere you can find it. All reviews say it because she was, <laughs> and it turns out she's actually Peter's mother, like actual biological mother. Huh. But she, uh, she was too young at the time, so she gave Peter to Wait the older sister. What is wrong with her being a massive slut? I was, I was going to say, yeah, to be careful. Nothing. If, no, if, no, if, if a man that... goes about and sleeps about, he's a player, <laughs> no, he's this, the reason, he's that, but the if reason... a woman does it, she's a slut. Why can she not be a player? No, that's Why can she not get what she wants? You know it's what I mean? just in, ladies and gentlemen, Cameron is a sexist. <laughs> no, that's not the reason people don't like it. People don't like it because it's Aunt May, the old lady from the comic books. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that Aunt May is one of those... It's one of those characters like that you don't outfit. expect to be a huge slut. <laughs> what I will tell you, though. What, 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 but I, yeah, she reminded me more of that, Aunt May, which I, I was one of the fans who actually liked that comic book. Which which a lot of people hated, but I don't know why, because it, I think it was a really nice origin story and a lot of drama. It actually reminded me more of an Archie's comic than, than like, a Marvel comic. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, on the subject of Homecoming, right, mm. I don't hate it. But I just found scenes in it that were supposed to be funny to be kind of annoying. And I know that's who Spider-Man is, but I have the same gripe with Deadpool. It's like, that is Deadpool's character, I can't change that, and I find it enjoyable. But there are yeah. bits that make me grip my teeth, because it just, some things just happen that annoy me. Can we have examples? Well, okay. You know the, you know the scene at the party with Flash Thompson? Mm-hmm. And Flash Thompson basically does all that childish sort of high school stuff where mm-hmm. he basically calls Peter whatever he fucking calls yeah. him. It's just cringy. Yeah. There are cringy parts in it. You can't deny that. And maybe that's a play on high school stuff. Maybe it's because we're not American. Do you know what it is? It's a bunch <laughs> of adults trying to replicate what young people's lives are like. So it's like Saved by the Bell. No, it's nothing like Saved by the Bell. It's a bunch of adults pretending to be young again. <laughs> no it's a bunch of adults on the production side of the thing trying to replicate what like you know school kids lives are like now yeah and it's not completely wrong but it there's just bits in spider-man homecoming that are just so cringy and yeah you can come at me and say well that's all superhero films but it's the it's, it's probably the youth yeah. and i didn't emulate with it I emulated more with the vulture and the the threat that the vulture put on mm-hmm. Peter Parker because by the end of it, Peter Parker could let him die. Yeah. And he says no. That was the best bit of that film. I'm sorry, it was. What about the lifting the thing when it the building when it fell on him? I really like that scene. That, I love that scene because he could have left them. Yeah. He knew that he was a threat. And then the bit at the end when um Matt Gargan goes up to him and says Oh, I hear you know who Spider-Man is. And Vulture says, nah. Because he saved his life. That yeah. is what Spider-Man is. That's what I wanted to see through the whole film. And yeah, you could argue it had to go for A to B. Mm-hmm. By the end of the film, he is a much more mature young man. Yeah. And I Can think I just point out as well? Um, again, I made a note for this, but there is a reason why he looks up to Iron Man so much. Any of you guys know what it is? That he was the kid in Iron Man 1, right? That? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, just me then. <laughs> just you. You didn't know that, really. I did not know that until recently. Well, it, <laughs> it was said that he wore yeah. like 
The, like, Kevin Feige comes out at some point and says, oh yeah, Peter Parker is the kid from Iron Man well, 1. Canonically, they can't disprove it. Like, at the end of the they day... They can't disprove it, it, it and it they flows. can't prove it. It works. Yeah. So. It works. Yeah. I mean, I like that. It's a nice little nod back. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, as I say, I just... I like to look for the parts in the films that you can relate to, even in fictional works like superhero things. Mm-hmm. You know, like... The Batman and Superman stopping their fight because their mums have the same name. No, I'm not even going. I'm not even <laughs> going to dispute that, right? Because that there's more to that scene than you think. It uh, makes sense. No, it makes sense. It makes complete sense. Should we leave, boys? No, no. That particular scene in Batman vs Superman, going off topic, isn't that that whole Martha scene isn't bad. Yeah. It makes sense. Bruce Wayne lost his mother. He loved his mother arguably more than he loved his father he was ready to kill superman's mother if he didn't help him then superman would have been like basically he would have been causing the same effect yeah he i think didn't, it, he, he didn't, didn't want to be the same as joe what's his name that killed his own parents it didn't help how they executed that scene because i understand what you're saying and the concept isn't too bad but i just felt like watching that scene itself it was just done quite poorly yeah it well, was yeah, done the whole, poorly the yeah, film, so but the, the actual concept yeah, the, the itself concept everybody fine. comes yeah. down on it everybody jokes about it but at the end of the day if you were in that situation mm-hmm. p- picture the scene you're fighting with fucking would Superman. I be Batman or Superman you, you're Batman right you're Batman <laughs> Sweet. right? who's Superman and whoever you want Cameron for fuck's sake I don't know you're ready to kill you're ready to kill <laughs> he will <but> kill Cameron <laughs> <laughs> he will kill you're him. ready to plunge the spear into him and literally, the only thing that Superman says is say, save... Say your, say your mum's name. No, it has to be your mum's name. All right, fine, say my mum's name. Your mum. Your mum. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Superman just to Just to explain Just to explain Your mum. <laughs> your mum. <laughs> Batman just looks down like, fam! Just plunges <laughs> right into him. Fam, you want to get shanked? What that scene represents is that Bruce Wayne realised that he wasn't the hero that he tried to be. Yeah. He realised that Superman actually had people that he cared about. Yeah. Which, through the whole film, Bruce Wayne disputes and says, oh, Superman doesn't really care about anyone. But I also think the whole, like, production team of that... Not the whole team, but the ones in charge of that production team, they weren't right for the job. During an interview, the the director for the film said about the fans complaining that that Batman killed was that Batman didn't actually kill in that film. He wasn't... His rules still applied. It's just that they they shifted a little. He said Batman's rules have shifted to he won't actively kill you, but if he causes an explosion in your general area and you die from it, he doesn't consider it his fault. That sounds like like part of the conservative (laughs) manifesto. That that sounds like bullshit to me. (laughs) Which is why I think that film was just poorly executed. Anyway, back yeah, on time. Yeah, we're, we're in a whole different fucking yeah, I think, yeah, film uh, franchise. Nice yeah. little extra there for you. You know, you'll disagree. But I think that there's more to that scene than what people give it credit yeah, for. Yeah, it was just executed poorly. Yeah. The whole um, movie was executed poorly. I think you mean the DC universe is executed poorly. Apart so, from Wonder Woman, that was okay. Shh. That was executed poorly. So, so um, going back to Spider-Man Homecoming, we can talk about the DCCU another time. Mm-hmm. But um, I think... Spider-Man Homecoming I mean my, my opinion on it is that I think it's it's good it's just not quite Carling for me <laughs> you know we, we, I mean what do you think Tyler well I think it comes from the 
for me, like I said last time, it comes from like the Ant-Man school of films where it's like, the, it's not so serious. It's the quirky kind of, oh, this is, you know, throw a bit of banter in there. And I understand what you mean about it getting slightly cringy at points. But ultimately, yeah. I did very much enjoy it. But I think it, it it's, I don't, I don't pair it with the likes of Winter Soldier. It's a very different type of film. It had yeah. that nostalgia kick. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I like the idea that it was the... Um, it was the Ramones that played the end credits and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, mm-hmm. A nice little nod to the Ramones doing the Spider-Man theme song as well. And Aunt May finding out that he's Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's an incredible cliffhanger. That was great. I think the film really portrays to, like, youth. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But by the end, you really see Peter Parker become... Yeah. Spider-Man. Not dependent on, like, Tony Stark. When he turns away the Avengers. Yes. That was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he, when he just walked away from the yeah. suit and said, yeah. I don't need that, I'm great. quite happy being the, the street yeah. level hero. Until Infinity War. Until Infinity War, in which yeah, case, you know, shit's going to happen. But anyway, we did we all think. I mean, I, th- I think I think it's good. It's my number two, um, and yeah. The I, suit was the best character. Instant kill mode will forever be. A what name. is it with you and inanimate objects being the best character? If it wasn't for that, in, <laughs> it wasn't. If it wasn't for the main character, that inanimate object wouldn't have something to do. Well, yeah. So okay. therefore it, it instant kill mode was hilarious though I must just yeah, but that say that doesn't mean the suit's the best character well okay Jarvis was the best character in Iron oh, Man 2 I'll give you that exactly <laughs> same rules apply same rules apply um, <laughs> anyway uh, I believe we're on Thor Ragnarok are we we are yes we are Ooh, oh my boy Thor came back with a bang. Again, another film that um, a lot of people who went to see it were a bit disappointed in. Now, I used to, I always got this thing with people who said, oh, Thor Ragnarok is just ripping off the Guardians of the Galaxy. And my mate quite rightly said, it's a shared universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a shared I, I respect universe. that. Like, that yeah. it, that's, it is though, isn't it? Like, it's like, Thor was the first film to cross over. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It crossed over into like proper space, and you can argue Asgard's in space, but if you are, if you treat Asgard as its own entity, mm-hmm. he went to you know the Grand Masters planet, yeah. and it was just hilarious. Like hilarity didn't so. Yeah, favorite character <laughs> Loki. Um, Heimdall. Heimdall will always be my favorite character in every Thor. The fact film. that Heimdall single-handedly saved every Asgardian from Hela's yeah, Grasp. shows you how fucking badass it is. Heimdall is the ultimate badass from the first film. Heimdall as the Tyler? soldier. I think I'd have to agree with Loki, to be honest. Really? Yeah. From well, Ragnarok. Right. So from all three films, right? Boys, you could have Loki in any of the Thor films and the Avenger films. Yeah. What, but what about Korg? <laughs> the reason why I like Loki. Fuck is you, James. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Karen. No. Um, the reason why I really adore Loki is because in this film. It went back to what made him so good in the first film, the there character was, yeah. development. There was a yeah. lot. Of By the end, he was genuinely on Thor's side. Yeah. That whole scene at the the end, just to skip to it, when he's like, "Yeah, if you were really here, I'd probably give you a, a hug," and he catches the he catches the stone that he yeah. throws. And he says, "I am here." That was just a beautiful scene. Yes. Because yes, it was. you know the whole elevator <laughs> scene. I'm sorry, but the whole I need help scene is just gold. Mm-hmm. Can I just? I mean, we know that. Loki is most likely going to um, snuff it. No, well, I wouldn't. I wasn't going to say that. I think he's going to give up the Asgardians and give the Tesseract to Thanos. No, I, I don't actually think Loki I think would he, go that I'm far. I am calling it right now. He will become Thanos' advisor. 
No, do you know what I think? If Loki's gonna do that, I think he would double cross Thanos. Or okay, okay, let me get let me let me possibly. I think maybe Thanos will slaughter the Asgardians. Right? I mean fucking um Mark Ruffalo has already basically spoiled that. He basically said uh that the characters are on that ship, the characters mm-hmm. are tra- traumatized by the amount of blood that they just saw, and they just saw that Thanos can truly, you know, wipe out hundreds. Like, that to me suggests, you know, we see that happen. I have a feeling that it's a different story entirely. I have a feeling that Loki gives Thanos the Tesseract to get back on his side, and in doing that, what happens is he basically says to Thanos right okay well you know nobody else here for me you've killed my brother I'll just fuck with you then and then when he <laughs> find, when Thor when he finds that Thor's actually okay and alive and the Hulk and that's alive that's when he turns but that's what I think what's going to kill him what if it's not even that what if it literally is just here's the Tesseract why right, you've killed everyone do you want me to work for you and then Thanos just punches him kills him there and then <laughs> but here's apparently something I was told this will traumatise us is this oh. what I told you is this about the collector? Possibly. Go on. Because my mate told me on the phone the other day, and I was shocked to hear this. Apparently, the Guardians go to the collector with Thor. To and get meet Howard the, the fucking duck. To get the ether, but yes, probably meet Howard the fucking duck. Likely yes. getting all the fucking pussy. Finally. Um, <laughs> but when they find the collector, Thanos has already been there. And cut off his hands. I told you this. It's not the collector. It's, it's the um, the creator. I think it's the craftsman. Yeah, the craftsman. It's that Peter was Dinklage's it. character. Yeah, the, craft, the craftsman. Yeah. Peter Dinklage's character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was you. I'm pretty sure my mate on the phone said something about the collector. I need to remember that. But um, the collector is definitely in it, which I'm happy to see. Um, but how this film is going to emphasise how much damage Thanos has done? Yeah. I also love the. The, look, the, here's the thing. All the information I have on Infinity War, it may happen, it may not. A lot of it is speculation-based. A lot of it does have evidence that's kind of hidden away. The thing that gets me, and again, massive spoiler alert here. Um, Peter Dinklage's character is a dwarf to his race. He's still a fucking giant. To, to humans. Yeah. He's, apparently Thor comes up to like his shin. <laughs> And yeah. he's going to be sitting there, no hands. Like, yeah, we can't craft you another Molnir. Sorry, mate. We, oh, fuck. What are you going to do? <laughs> but, oh, have you got anything else? It's like, yeah, yeah, we got this one over here, but there's no handle. Groot and Groot's just like, oh, I have some of my wood. Oh, okay, sweet. There we go, new weapon. Maybe. Maybe. I think, anyway, if you go back into Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, Grandmaster Jeff Goldblum, he was just a bit exotic for me I mean that's Jeff Goldblum <laughs> that's Jeff Goldblum isn't it like that yeah. is just his character I love the way general. he was just so casual about everything <laughs> throughout that whole film he was so casual about everything being the Grandmaster because he, he knew he was in charge of everything he didn't have to worry about anything throughout that entire film why can Thor get electrocuted what do you mean why can he get electrocuted he's the god of lightning yeah when he had Melanie, he hadn't became the god of thunder Properly yeah. by that point, but he's been electrocuted in other instances when he's had Mjolnir. Well, yeah, yeah, but Mjolnir's like an extension. 
Mjolnir doesn't channel it channels electricity and you can conjure it with it but it's not like a shock absorber I just find it ironic that the kind of the God of Thunder can be electrocuted yeah, yeah. it's true he still has a mortal body I mean they, to be I fair, wouldn't call that body mortal it's alien but it is mortal Mortal. Unlike in the comics where he's an mortal. actual god. It's well mortal. The mortal body like. I think, yeah, I mean, Thor Ragnarok, I think with Thor Ragnarok done best was introduce the characters and develop the yeah. characters we already knew. Like, Valkyrie is an incredible character. Yes. Like, just, she is the Jessica Jones of Thor's team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Sure. I, love, I love the way that they managed to get us to care about the characters, even though they were new characters. Like, every single character that was introduced, we actually got some semblance of care about them. Meep's dead. <laughs> Meep's dead. I stood on him, and I feel really bad about it. <laughs> oh, guys! Meep's alive! <laughs> Meek! Meep's alive! No, yeah, like, from, from those two, to, um, to Valkyrie, to Hela, and to what's-his-name-with-the-guns. Um, Scourge. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't care about him just as as much. But I cared but, more about yeah. Hela. That yeah. Before we move on to like Black Panther, I just want to say that scene when Hela comes back to Asgard and she says, "I thought you'd be glad to see me." She was genuinely upset. Yeah. 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 And that's probably the only real emotion you see of her being sad. But mm-hmm. it, it 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 really meant a lot. I thought. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, overall, I think. Thor. There's a lot to talk about about it, and I think somebody just has to see it. Yeah, because there's yeah. so much going on. <laughs> there's so much. But um, I personally loved it. I, I I would argue it's my my favourite. I mean, it. you tell me one interesting thing, and I, I don't want to bog this down and like stick on it for ages. But you mentioned how the line about "I know you from work" was written by yeah, oh, yeah. I love uh, that story. the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, um, brought a young boy to set, and they were they were trying to figure out like what Thor could say to you know to say oh I, I, well, yeah I know I know I know the Hulk and this young boy just says oh you should say that he's a friend from work and they put it in bless him and it was one yeah. of the best lines in the whole film that is that's what drove the trailer as well yeah, yeah it drove the whole trailer it did like it, it was just wonderful but it's one of the things it's like so, absolutely something that a child would say and yeah. it's just wonderful <laughs> and I love it but Black Panther oh I've not is seen Black My film. Haven't seen I it yet. Love it. So this I is Tyler's time to shine. I love Black Panther. Black Panther I think Black Panther. Top three. Well, you and Tyler quality. fight this out because me and Cameron have not seen this. Yeah, it's just brilliant. I it's, can give input on the comics. It does that thing. It has the humor, which often the MCU ventures into, you know, cringy as you said earlier. But it's just everything about it. The humor. You don't cringe at the humor. You'd, I laughed at every part that it's, was meant it's, to be funny like Black Panther is so classy yeah it was just it is such a classy film it really tries to ground itself in reality yeah. even though it's so aware that it's a superhero film yeah. but that grounding it in reality makes it so good yeah, yeah. Like, it's like the final scene when they're at the United Nations wherever, wherever it is and the guy's like you know, oh, what do you think you know, a third world country like you can offer and he's just like oh Oh please, <laughs> like, just you wait. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like he wants to bring the whole kind of point of the the story is that um, T'Challa's ex currently uh, wants to take wants to try and convince Wakanda to help other people around the world, 
But they're like, no, 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 we don't do that because, you know, it's ours and if people know that we've got it, people will come for it. And um, Storm's not in this movie, is she? What? what? It's not Storm, is it? No. No, Ah. Oh. It would be good if it was Storm because Storm yeah. and T'Challa get it on and they are yeah. fucking great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Black Panther does this really great thing where it just sort of... It genuinely... You care about everybody. Yeah. It yeah. is such a well-made well presented well acted film and it's so filled to the brim with culture yeah like the whole tribal thing like you know the African culture the, the music everything about it is just wonderful and the only thing I didn't kind of like was Killmonger yeah that's my, my one problem with Killmonger it Killmonger was just so American but my problem was it was not necessarily the villain but Michael B. Jordan like he's just, there was nothing special about what he gave to the character it was very plain it was very much he's the second character to play two characters in the MCU right no Johnny Storm Chris Evans that's not the MCU MCU. okay well Marvel films then yeah Marvel films but it's not the MCU don't you 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 know what I mean Marvel films (laughs) filth (laughs) (laughs) the Fantastic Four films weren't bad flat out yeah but they're not MCU quality quickly moving away are you no, trying no. to tell me that Fan 4 shit was... No, actually, Fantastic Four actually tried to... No, the old MCU tried to do um, a uh, Like Rise universe. of the Silver Sapphire and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah with that, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Jordan crap. <laughs> no, no, they tried to do it with Fantastic Four, the Silver Surfer version, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and the X-Men, the original X-Men trilogy. They tried to make that into a shared universe, but they couldn't. They was going to have an, a Wolverine cameo in Spider-Man 3 but they couldn't do it because I'm glad it's gone the, the way it's gone do you know why they couldn't do it probably right I don't, I don't know no no but, not that because Logan forgot his suit see I like the way it's gone I like the way that it's worked out yeah, yeah. I mean it's went the way it had to go and I think that ultimately um, everything just worked I think Black Panther Black Panther is up there Black Panther 9 out of 10 for me just like, I, honestly alright like now I've got to see it, it. Even I think Daniel Kaluuya was in it, and I love Daniel Kaluuya. I still remember. Like, I just love how how it's brought like so many people together. Yeah. And you know, so for the love of proper black representation in a film. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, you've got Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman who are in it, two Caucasian men, but they they, they play such sort of character, and the whole film's about progression, working together, yeah. even. Ulysses Claw as a villain works with Michael B. Jordan and Michael B. Jordan is the one that basically decides well you know what you're an asshole Claw do you know what I mean it's that kind of thing Ulysses Claw is a hilarious character Andy Serkis played that very well like I just that felt he was underused yeah like but he played that well you have to see Black Panther I, out of all of phase three I'm even telling you if you had to see one see Black Panther yes Thor Ragnarok is my favourite in phase three and I loved everything in phase three really yeah yeah <laughs> like you know you had Doctor Strange you got all that loved it all but Black Panther was the icing on a very nice very phase three so. kick and I, I can't and, I can't move away from Black Panther without pointing out the line where Martin Freeman appears behind Charlotte's sister and she's like oh don't scare me like that colonizer <laughs> yeah. the most, it is delivered so well it's just like it's not even that's anger it's like don't sneak up on me colonizer yeah like she's just shuri is a fantastic character <laughs> i have a feeling if tony stark dies shuri will become iron heart she's the kind of character i usually cringe that. with I've but she was great 
Because she's invented nano suits. Like the nano, you know how Tony starts bleeding edge armor? She's already invented it. Yeah. Before Tony. T'Challa wears it. So, you know, there's Black Panther will bring its A game. Mm-hmm. Like, can Wakanda stand up against Thanos? No. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but they can certainly try, which yeah. I think is what the, cul- the culmination of Infinity War will be. Yeah. I think so far, Phase 3 as a whole hasn't had a single bad film. No. No. Yeah. I don't think it has. Like, uh, was it Phase 2 that had Iron Man 2? Or was that back phase, in Phase 1? Phase, phase, phase 1. Phase 1, yeah. Phase 1 had... No. Phase 2. Was it Phase 2? Iron Man 2. I thought it was Phase 1. Iron Man 3 was Phase 2. Yeah, Iron Man 3 was Phase 2. Phase 1 only had one of each film, right? No. But Phase 1 had two for Iron Man. Oh, okay. Because... Yeah. Uh, But Iron Man 2 was... Honestly... The worst. Yeah. The worst of all of them. No, no, no. I I think, arguably, Iron Man 3 was worse than Iron Man 2. Yeah. So, overall... Obviously, you just haven't seen Black Panther. You have to see Black Panther. Have to. But this is the end yes. of yes. the MCU recap. That we know now. That we know now. Yeah. When Phase 4, 5, 6, and 7 come. There is still more in Phase 3 to go. And we, uh, we'll talk about them when Well, they we have the yeah. Infinity War, which we will discuss <laughs> and when we'll this part, when In what we MCU would refer to as Phase part 4. four yeah. We got Captain out. Marvel. Let's call it Infinity War. Let's not. Let's, let's not. But we could. Infinity more. Never mind. Um, yeah, but overall, thank you for listening. You will see us again in part four, where we'll be talking a bit about um, Infinity War, what we think is going to happen, you know, where it's going to go. Will Miss Marvel bring it to the table? How soon Hawkeye is going to die? Go fuck yourself. Never. Never. When yes, Kieran is going to get an appreciation for Hawkeye. Yes. That's what I'm waiting for. But anyway, guys, <laughs> I've enjoyed this discussion on Phase 3. I think it was very, very good. Let us know Great. what your favourite film of Phase 3 was. Remember I to just rate, did. review, we and just, subscribe. Just... Not you, not you, the listener. <laughs> it's not yes. all about you, Kieran. Remember to comment, let us know what your favourite film was. Shut the fuck up, Kieran. Thank you. And absolutely, let us know what you thought of this podcast. Oh, we're always looking to improve, so let us know. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye, Delilah.